2: Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. You
4: always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say.
2: You always
5: follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
0: Back on the program, download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed books, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com. Dot com. All right, so Adam Chernoff joins the program now every single Tuesday at this time. He's 74% with all of his NFL bets so far this season, sides, totals, uh, props before game start, obviously. Uh, he is the product manager at Covers.com, and his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Good morning, pal. How are you?
5: Doing well, and as good as the numbers were, I think it's important to be fair that, yes, last week on the show, one and two for bets on the show, but obviously things get, Posted a lot on Twitter, so keep it fair to everyone listening. Still a good of season, course, but have to point that out to keep it fair very, and honest.
0: Very cool. Before we get into your bets that you like this week, a couple of things that happened yesterday um, with trade deadline day now coming up here. Deadline, I think, is 4 o'clock Eastern. Um, what do you make Derrick Henry short-term, long-term to the Titans? Like uh, overall, point spread, weekly basis. Is he like a point, maybe a point and a half, whatever in your opinion, and then long-term, what he means to the team as well?
5: So there's always going to be the no skill position player is worth more than a point thing going around to the the point spread. That's sort of like the popular thing to say, and I get it. But we've, we've seen evidence just a couple weeks ago, Devontae Adams was hurt. That point spread moved like three points. It was probably a little bit too far, but Derrick Henry arguably the second or third most valuable skill position player to their team in the NFL. I don't think that's a stretch to say. And even though he's a running back, which again, there's a lot of discussion about them not mattering, and, and that's very real for the vast majority of the league. But the big thing with Henry is that he changes this offense and how defenses have to defend so much. And in play action will work with any running back in the backfield. But when you have teams that have to absolutely sell out to respect. How often and how efficient he is when he's carrying the football just to slow it down, it, it makes such a huge difference. And now, like, you take him out of the equation, you take him out of the backfield, and you're looking at Adrian Peterson at 39, 50 years, whatever, 36, however old he is, like, he's not going to be the guy. And then there's Jeremy McNichols. So that threat of run is a lot less. And if Julio Jones, cannot find the way to get back to 100%. This offense really becomes Tannehill throwing to A.J. Brown, which when you start to face elite teams in the AFC and the NFC that have a shutdown corner, it really, really limits what this offense can do. So I think the impact is bigger than it's being made out to be by a lot of people. And I think we're going to see, we see it reflected in the point spread. It was an immediate move through seven. The value of seven is huge. So I I think Mm -hmm. this is a big one that's going to affect them not only short-term, but carry on long-term as well. So big impact here for Henry.
3: Okay, perfect segue. Now, what do you make of the Miller trade to the Rams and your thoughts now on the Sunday night game with the Titans taking on the Rams?
5: So it's another one of those situations that there's all of the football narratives going around from much smarter people than I will ever be. And and they're right for a lot of it, that if you're building a defense, you want to start in the secondary and build your way forward. The value on defensive linemen and linebackers is far less than it has been historically in the NFL. Where I think the Von Miller trade is interesting is the, Ra- the Rams are a, a smart organization. Um, you can say what you want about them trading away their picks and not having building for the future I get it we'll put that on the side here but if you look at the Rams offense it's fantastic across the board one of the best units in the league their secondary very very strong the one issue where they've been struggling so far this season is getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks when you look at their blitz rate the Rams blitz at a top 10 rate in the NFL when you look at the pressure rate that they're able to apply on other quarterbacks, they're bottom seven in the league. And so when you have a difference like that, you really need to work to level that out and then ideally flip it around to the other side. If you're blitzing a lot, you need to be generating a lot of pressure because anytime you blitz, you leave your secondary exposed, very good secondary, but it's it's not overly sustainable. So they, they were, in my opinion, looking at this and saying, we need to flip those numbers around so the blitz is as effective or the pressure rate is as effective as our blitz rate von miller is argue- he's not what he used to be i think we can agree on that but i'm very intrigued by the prospect of putting him behind someone like aaron donald and what that's ultimately going to look like because donald as we know commands a double team sometimes more than that but it's a huge part of it and so if he can create space for miller to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks then the Rams have a chance of flipping around those blitz rate and pressure rate numbers, which will just make this defense that one step better. And in my opinion, this team without that trade, which I don't think is, is going to like change my decision overall, but I, I have them going into this week tied with the bills for the best team in the NFL within my ratings. And Miller certainly helps that, but um, it's, I think it's a very smart move to try, see, what can work from that. Maybe the price was too big, but we'll ultimately see. So very interesting trade from that perspective. But the the bet that I made on the Rams, it was at six and a half, and it was very much playing the news. So it's seven and a half this morning, and it wouldn't be fair for me to give out that six and a half. So looking at seven and a half now, the Rams are a much better teaser, which we'll put in another team that we'll talk about in a second for another bet that I have on the side. But the bet here was really looking at this Rams offense, which has just been terrific all season, And this Titans defense that has somehow been surviving the last two to three weeks after sustaining a number of injuries, I have no idea. They've not been playing well, but they've been playing good enough to get by. And it's really, really surprising to me. And I don't think that that's something that can last for this Titans team with the talent that they have back there. And so matched up against the Rams, uh, going across the country, playing in L.A., I think this is just a, a really tough spot for the Titans now who have to shift their offense around. Their defense going to be exposed against this Rams offense, so I think this is a spot where uh, the Rams can can win this one pretty comfortably. So uh, I'm looking at them as a teaser at this point. If you were not able to get the number yesterday around the news,
0: follow the money here on Vsin the sports betting network. Adam Shernoff, our guest, follow him on Twitter there. Um, okay, so I'm going to guess here that you bet the Eagles plus three against the Chargers, and now that number is gone. It's down to two and a half. They're at home Sunday afternoon against uh Justin Herbert and Company. So that's going to be the other dance partner that you've uh, called it before here on this show to, to tie up with uh, the Rams a, on a teaser?
5: Yeah, I think that's the best side to look for a teaser at the moment. So you get to tease the Eagles up through the three, through to seven, get them to seven and a half. Couple things going on here. Um, first, I think it's important to mention the market. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest groups, betting groups, in the entire United States have been just relentlessly backing. The Philadelphia Eagles for about three to four weeks now. And we have seen some of their point spreads late in the week get absolutely smashed. The Raiders game moved three or four points through zero off of the field goal against the Lions and against the Buccaneers, where both of those teams were uh, heavily backed. The Eagles' point spread moved in their favor late in the week on game day. There's just a ton of support from very very influential betters on the eagles each and every week and the chargers were a team that were largely being disregarded because they were having a ton of success on third and fourth down and when you're looking at an offense and a team as a whole you don't put as much value into what happens on third and fourth down as you do first and second down because you have a lot more first and second downs but third and fourth down are what we consider high leverage situation. And so it's it's very difficult to sustain a huge rate of success on third and fourth down for a long time. The Chargers were doing that through the first five weeks. And then we saw them come back to earth a little bit against Baltimore. And then last week against New England, they again had a very big discrepancy between first and second down and third and fourth down. And so it's starting to come back a little bit, but where I'm intrigued here is last week, the Eagles defensive line called out Jonathan Gannon, who's widely respected as a terrific week-to-week defensive game planner for the Eagles, and they wanted more freedom to blitz. They wanted more freedom to be aggressive. Gannon's a very conservative coach. And Herbert, when facing a defense like we saw last week in New England, which changed a lot late and was able to generate pressure with their front four and cause a bit of issues, New England was switching from a lot of man looks, going into a lot of zone coverage looks late really putting pressure on Herbert and confusing him, that's when he's least effective. And it sounds simple, but it applies to most quarterbacks. But I I think Gannon is smart enough to see what happened. Belichick has now shut down Herbert and the Chargers twice in two years. Not only is he going to see that, but now with the way the defensive line is playing and that sort of dynamic going on with the Eagles locker room between the defensive stars and the defensive coordinator, I think we can see another really good defensive performance from the Eagles and this Chargers defense very overrated. And the Eagles, in my opinion, can move the football. So if you're looking at them as a teaser partner through the three and the seven with the Rams down, I think that's a pretty good look for a teaser uh, to put in your account for week nine.
0: Okay, excellent. So there you go. Some of his plays so far that he likes. He uh, advises locking in. Um, Also, you have three totals that you have bet. And can you stick around for one more segment so we can get to your totals? Absolutely. Okay. And Thank I know you. that you, yeah, you have some thoughts on uh, same game parlays as well.
5: Happy to share those too. It's, it's popular, but we'll get into it.
0: Okay. Cause you did a video on that yesterday in like 10, 20 seconds here. What was the reaction like before we ask you about your opinion on it?
5: it? It was testy. A lot of stuff I put out is testy, but people love to bet them. And there's a little bit of good in them, but there's a whole lot of bad. So we'll, we'll talk about that for sure.
0: Okay. So hang tight. Again, Adam Schirnoff is our guest 74% on the season. Sides, totals, props. He sends out all of his plays on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff, uh, and he also hosts a podcast called The Simple Handicap. So we'll get his thoughts on same-game parlays. They are wildly popular now across the country. Um, and also, he has three more bets that he likes, all on totals in the NFL. He will run down what he likes for you. Coming up next year. it's Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network.
1: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
3: Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. What do you want from your book, Great Odds, Personalized Promotions, about a faster app? With easier withdrawals and complete security, live your bet life with PointsBet. You get great odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable book. And if you're looking to bet big, PointsBet Diamond Club is an invite-only premier betting experience. Visit PointsBet.com to request access and start earning Diamond Club benefits like personalized promotions and exclusive access to tickets and events. Live your bet life today. Sign up with PointsBet today. And you must be 21. Another segment with Adam Chernoff hitting 74% on the season. Now to more plays and totals. And we discussed this yesterday, and I'm with you on this one. If it's going to be Darnold, okay. But If it's going to be Walker, where are the I don't see where the points are coming from, period. But what do you think of, of New England, Carolina, and then the side or total with Walker as opposed to Darnold? Take it away, please.
5: Yeah, so I was, I was looking at this one yesterday, and I was texting back and forth with another better who's very influential within the market. And we're like, okay, the Carolina Panthers – and had a press conference yesterday morning. Matt Rule comes out and he's like, we're going to have to get used to the Panthers being looked at as a defensive team. And when you hear that from a head coach, it's like, okay, there's zero confidence in any quarterback in this situation. And it's been terrible for Sam Darnold the last five weeks. Numbers, bottom of the league, worst quarterback in the NFL. And so matched up against Belichick in New England, who just kills bad quarterbacks, especially young ones, Darnold had no success against them in his time with the Jets. There's familiarity there. We were looking at this at 43, and we're like, with Darnold, it's a dead set under because the Panthers' defense is going to be able to get pressure on Mac Jones. The coverage can be tight. That's a tough spot. But like you mentioned, it's like, okay, Darnold in concussion protocol. He's at the doctors. If he doesn't play, P.J. Walker is significantly worse than Sam Darnold. So then where does this total ultimately go? There's only one answer and it was down. And we saw that line movement happen yesterday. And so, again, I have to be fair to everyone listening to the show that may have not got the number yesterday. If you just like this matchup, how that's sounding, sounding, and knowing that P.J. Walker has not been announced in yet, but it is trending that direction, if you think that that matters and you like this matchup, then there's still value. You can find the 41 and a half out there right now. There's lots of them available. That's still worth a bet. It's a different number, but I think this situation just sets up for both of these teams to play to a dead under. So mm-hmm. um, take a look around, chop around, find the best number, and you can get a forty-one and a half this morning.
0: Okay. You also bet Saints Falcons under 44. That number is gone. I'm looking at forty two and a halves. Some forty-threes out there. Is that still worth a bet to the under?
5: This was like the exact same discussion, right? So we're looking at this in the Saints through eight weeks are second worst in the NFL for explosive plays. So that's a run or a pass for 15 yards or more. The only team worse is the Chicago Bears. So even though the Saints had Jameis Winston under center, who is this quarterback that we've known for being super aggressive and reckless downfield, because of the lack of weapons that they have outside, there's just been nothing explosive from the Saints offense the entire season. Now you take Jameis out of the situation and you either get simeon or Taysom hill it's looking more and more like Taysom hill is ultimately going to start and hill is just he's one of the biggest under quarterbacks in the nfl and so i think we see even more tighter running back reliant play calling from the saints and then on the other side of the field it's the falcons who now will be without calvin ridley for a long time which means these wide receivers for the falcons they get no separation on a good day against a weak offense (laughs) Now they have to play the Saints and this defensive front, which is going to give that offensive line for the Falcons a ton of trouble. And these corners for the Saints can play anyone very tight outside. And this is going to be a huge advantage for the Saints on defense. So it's another situation where you take that quarterback out of the mix. You see this number start to go down. This is a price that's probably going to go down a little bit further once we get the official announcement. So the same situation was at a much better number yesterday when it was bet. Worst number today, but if you're listening and you like what's being said and, and you can buy into that matchup, then I still think that you can take the under here, although it's not as good as what we were looking at yesterday.
0: Okay, one more total here. Kind of the same thing. You bet the over Browns-Bengals 46, but you are a market an international market mover. Um, So the total now I'm looking at, wait, where'd the game go? Is It's 47, 46, 46 now 47. So you're going to say still, 47 is a key number, but still worth going over here?
5: Yeah, and, and I would say that this is much more of potentially people tailing on to what's going on. The audience has grown. So there's people that see the hot streak, and it, it's not necessarily me moving no. the numbers. But it's it was a bet at 46. It's up to 47. And I think at 47, this is still fine. There's 46 and a halfs out there. I, I was really intrigued by the the thought of playing the side. I was actually looking at potentially playing the Browns just because I have them rated basically equal with the Bengals and I didn't give Cincinnati three on home field. But what concerned me about Cleveland was they had another injury within their defensive backfield last week. So now there's a bit of a cluster injury within that secondary. And despite the Bengals uh, losing last week and then being in some competitive games, uh, sort of weeks three, four, five, they're still scoring at will. This offense, three wide receivers, they can really threaten teams downfield. And with the Browns injuries, I, I just wasn't comfortable backing Cleveland with those guys missing back. there matched up against this Bengals offense. But the reason that I like the Browns too in this was the fact that the Bengals defensively are really good against running backs and tight ends. And I think that that is going to force the Browns to rely on play action a lot more, likely play out of heavy personnel to stop that pressure, which is where Mayfield is the best. And you can also, expect more targets i think to wide receivers which to me is something that this browns team needs to get working they've been a little bit too reliant on what's coming out of the backfield and it's just a game where i see the browns opening things up and so it was going back and forth and it's a spot where i think my handicap on the side actually makes a better total bet that tends to be the case with a lot of the stuff i do and how i analyze games and so i went with the over here. Uh, I still think it's good at 47, and I think we see this game get into the 50s. So, if you're looking at 46 and a half or 47, still a bet this morning.
3: Okay. follow the money, Paul and you're Mitch Veece the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest, covers.com. The we don't have a lot of things here in Nevada, and we don't have same game parlays. We're intrigued by it. Uh, I know a lot of people can look at it different ways. Of hey, you know, I got, I just want to take a shot here, with astronomical payout, I have some some skin in the game. What are your thoughts on same game parlays?
5: So anyone who started betting like 14, 15 years ago, like I did, you'll remember the days of Western Union and sending money offshore. And you have to have the two last names on the sheet to get deposit into the account. And when funds were kind of tight, because, you know, I was so young, it were, you were always looking at like the if bet. And so you were trying <laughs> to like piece together all the different bets throughout the weekend so you could stretch that deposit out as long as you could to try get a bigger payout. And unlike a parlay where you lose, it was it was just a way that you could sort of maximize the bets that you were making. With single game parlays, the reason that they've been so popular is because it gives the recreational player that has the 50 or $100 deposit going into his or he's at the sports book and he, he only has limited, he's not doing it professionally. It gives him the chance to watch one game for three to four hours and get that payout that normally you would have to wait the entire weekend for without playing some crazy, single, obscure prop that's never going to hit. And so from an operator perspective, they introduced it in a number of states in the US and 50% of users at a specific sports book that offers them have played a single game parlay so far this NFL season. So they've been wildly popular and they're gonna continue to grow and become more and more popular. Where you should be a little bit cautious, is when you're looking at these bets so far at that same sports book where 50% of their users have played a single game parlay the hold on those bets for the sports book has been 27%. And so when you're look when you're thinking about that and just a regular side or total is expected to hold between 4 and 5% at a really good sports book that's offering low margins you go all the way up to 27% and you're into like really bad keynote odds comparison territory at some of the worst casinos in the world. So it's a very disadvantageous bet. And a lot of what goes into that hole being so high, besides from the bets just being very difficult to hit, is a lot of betters don't think about correlating the options that they're putting on the ticket. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of them posted online and it'll be like three bets on guys to go over, another bet for a guy to go under, the, side, the full game total to go under, and it just doesn't match up. You're not gonna get a lot of props going over if you have the full game under, or if you have the full game over, you're not gonna get a lot of props going under. And so it, it you have to think about that when you're building your bet to make sure that everything lines up to give yourself at least some chance. Your, your wins on these are gonna be very far and few between, but you can't deny the popularity and the excitement that it gives To that recreational player looking for a big score on a single game from just a few dollars so a lot of good and bad but just a couple things to keep in mind if you're in a state where that is becoming legal and you're thinking about playing it
0: all right excellent analysis as always follow him on twitter at adam Chernoff and subscribe to the podcast listen to it as well it's called the simple handicap you're the best man keep it going
5: thanks very much guys enjoy the games this week You
0: you too up next we'll go from the nfl to college football big night tonight in that sport with the committee rankings, Adam Kramer will join the program coming up next. Who does he have in the top four? We'll ask him coming up.
5: Follow the money on Veasan, the sports betting network.
3: Sports betting national championship coming up November fifth through the seventh, and Veasan will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit slash sbnc for more info. Learn now, you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. Two million guaranteed in giveaways. VEASAN.com slash SBNC. Adam Kramer time to talk college football. Let's start with the—we'll see some pomp and circumstance tonight with the artifacts and relics. You think we're going to get some surprises, and what do you expect tonight with the rankings?
4: I don't expect a ton of surprises, but I am very curious, I think like everybody else, to see where Cincinnati is ranked, right? This is the committee's first crack at the work that we've been seeing all year. And when you look at Cincinnati, of course, it's been largely a great season, but like the last two weeks have not helped. They've been, what, four touchdown favorites, Mm -hmm. uh, and they struggled against Navy. And obviously last week, you know, they won by, you know, more than two touchdowns it still was a bit of a slog so i'm i'm really interested to see cincinnati could be as high as two and they could be outside of the top four what's what's interesting about this though when you talk about group of five teams i think people are have gotten on the cincinnati bandwagon because it's been such a struggle for so many like traditional programs this year and yet they're not helping themselves these last two weeks the strength of schedule obviously isn't there so, I think to me, where they sit is the only major talking point. I got to be honest with you guys, though. <clears throat> I love this show because it's nonsense. It's theater. It means nothing. You know, without conference championships, without all of that, like this is to sell ads. And, and yet, I can't help myself. And I tell myself not to get mad at this show. <laughs> and yet, I, I still get mad. So, in, in, in a sense, it's doing its job.
3: Yeah, right. And somebody on that panel tonight will say something stupid, or that I find stupid, and I will throw something against the wall.
4: Yeah, It's it's a soap opera. They they, they trot them out. That's a difficult spot, right? Because I do power rankings every week, and there's something in there that you could easily criticize, and I won't necessarily disagree with. I just feel differently. So they have to answer these questions, frankly, that don't don't have good answers. So I give them a lot of credit for that, but it's also not a great idea. Uh, (laughs) For the for for your rankings to hold up a certain prestige, which these certainly will not.
0: Will you break things tonight if Ohio State is ahead of Oregon?
4: No, I won't, actually. Because, and this is the interesting part of rankings, we can be adults about this, we can look at a head-to-head result, and also say that right now, Ohio State is a better football team. I appreciate using head-to-head. You have to use head-to-head. But how different is this Ohio State team than the one we saw? Now, I can't say it was electric against Penn State either. I'm not exactly sure what that is or what to take of it. But I know, I won't, will you guys feel that way? I, I don't necessarily have that same classic, oh, well, they won, you know, back in week two. And so, you know, we have to set it up a certain way. Results need to matter. But I can also look at these two teams right now. And Oregon's actually recovered a bit of late. I'm really interested to see that Washington game. But I, I don't necessarily think I'll have a huge problem with that, necessarily. I'll be
3: disgusted. Yep. I will be disgusted. <laughs> you can't tell me all the games matter. I mean, head to head. Uh, you, your defensive coordinator was the wrong guy. You were Well, that's your problem. We played the game, and I kicked your ass, and I never trailed. So, I, I, I'm sorry. Oregon's got to be well, out and,
4: and I think this, this really boils down to what you, not you, but what everybody wants the playoff to be. Do you want the four best teams or the four most deserving teams? It's a very different discussion. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 right. and, you know, so and, and that's and that's I think where the playoff has actually struggled to define itself. Guys, this is why I want give me the conference champions. Let the system play out. And if that means like a seven win Wisconsin gets in, I, I actually think that would be chaotic and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like com- put the emphasis back on conference championships. Expand the playoff have some element of you know beauty pageant still in there for team group of five teams like a UTSA that can get in, but I'm kind of with you because this is the frustrating thing about this discussion that you many others, including myself, share. There's really not a defined set of circumstances. It seems to change week to week, year to year. Bingo, bingo, well, that's absolutely there's spot no, on with
0: that. Yep, there's no set criteria. Yep. Bingo, at all, and that's the frustrating part. And, and so I'm with you on that. I think it's two different conversations. But if you ask me, uh, best team. I would absolutely tell you that I think Ohio State is better than Oregon, but most deserving, well, Oregon went there and they won the game outright. Um, and I'm so also, like, with brand names here, wh- wh- like, o- Oklahoma does not have yes. a great resume. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's huh. very thin here. It's an- anorexic thin is what we're talking about with this team. Huh. Uh, where do you think Oklahoma should be tonight?
4: They will probably methodically fall into, like, what, that sixth spot? They're going to be behind Georgia. They're going to be behind Alabama. Now, if they're in front of Cincinnati, I got beef, right? Like, that's, that's where things get interesting. Um, you're going to have to put them behind Michigan State. You're, you can slot them, I think, because you've got teams with losses. They're, they're going to fall kind of right into place. But, I, you know, you speak to a larger problem with this is, you know, brand teams. And, and I'll go back to preseason polls, human bias. I, I hate to say this, but I really do miss the BCS. I don't miss the two-team system but I like the fact that there was a formula that didn't see logos on jerseys Mm -hmm. that could spit out teams and tell us what it thinks strength of schedule, other metrics that were really deemed important because a team like Oklahoma look, who just really looked bad against Kansas and their rivals just clobbered Kansas. Like I can't shake that game guys. That was, I know they won. That was shockingly bad. Mm -hmm. So, you got a fun new quarterback. you got some renewed excitement. I appreciate that. That is a team that's absolutely benefited from one of the easiest schedules, truly, nationally. Uh, thankfully, we'll see in the next couple of weeks, things start to step it up a bit, and Oklahoma will have a chance to prove it.
3: Well, what a call by you before the season when you were on this very program and said, Georgia, 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 so good. <laughs> and I know Mullen's up against it now. With, they're going after him about the, the disparity in talent and recruiting, and he doesn't even want to listen to the question. But is this an all-time, could this be an all-time Georgia defense?
4: Yeah, it, it feels, you know, it's funny with the recruiting conversation yesterday and Dan Mullen canceling all of <laughs> like media availability. Uh, that's not good, man. When you've been in the SEC for a while and they're just basically, you know, muzzling your coach so you don't say anything to make it worse, not good. Kirby Smart, you know, is a Nick Saban disciple. And Kirby Smart this past week has talked about the importance of recruiting, basically saying, if you've got better players, you're going to win. That is very Nick Saban-like. What he did is he's assembled an Alabama-like defense. In fact, this team goes and looks a lot like your pre-Lane Kiffin Alabama team. Just a, like, full constrictor that squeezes you until you tap out. Where I'm interested to see with Georgia, and I really like this team, but I thought the offense would be more explosive. It doesn't panic. It doesn't have to push itself. I'm curious to see what happens when it does. Now, we may not see that until the SEC championship game. I mean, Georgia's already won the East, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but what happens when the offense has to score? And that's something we asked about Alabama when you had these teams. The defense may be so dominant that it might not matter. Because, yes, that that front, every every piece they have on that defense, man, this is an all-time defense. There's no question.
0: That's a great point, again, because if they don't get that pick six against Clemson, I don't know, maybe they lose in overtime in that game. Yes. Could yeah, and
4: and, the, and it's weird what they're doing with quarterback, you know, with with Daniels, who's been hurt and can't seem to get on the field. I, I'm a little surprised that they're not going back to him if it's, if he is healthy, because he's definitely going to be a more explosive play. It's obviously Bennett can give you more running the ball, moving the ball. I thought he played okay outside of, you know, the pick and everything else. So. There any It is kind of strange, and again, you know this is such a quarterback-driven sport, and certainly college football is so quarterback-centric when you look at the teams we're talking about. Georgia is just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> because, yep. And yep. Yep. That's, that's a particularly bad look and a particularly bad time for Florida, by the way, bringing it back to your point. yeah, Mullen, man, I don't think he's going to get canned, but I, I think this is where things start to really materialize and things get a little bit weird.
0: Adam, we're down to like a minute here. Uh, one more team for tonight in the ranking. And then do you think they might be in some trouble this week? Michigan State, very small favorite on the road against Purdue. Do you think they can lose this game? And where do you think the committee has them?
4: I, I think they're gonna be top five. I think this is a terrifying matchup. This is look, man, they're going up against the Dragon Slayer of college football. That is Purdue. This is like the this is like the ultimate hangover ingredients, right? Huge win over your rival. A game changing win, season changing win. Kenneth Walker has been electric. Love watching him play. But Purdue knows the spot. I actually thought Purdue bounced back pretty nicely after the Wisconsin debacle. Handled Nebraska. Great offense, really good defense, really good pass rush, really good front. I you know, I feel like I'm picking against Michigan State every week. I don't mean it to be that way. I think Purdue is the perfect team at the perfect time, man. I think this is a potential trouble for Sparty.
0: You can follow Adam on Twitter. He is at Kegs and eggs. Also, does a great job writing for vsin and pointspread weekly at slash subscribe. Thanks, Adam. Enjoy the week.
4: Appreciate it, guys. Talk soon.
0: would not that be something? Michigan State, dream season. And uh, they just knocked off Michigan in a great game next week after the committee ranking. Yeah, they're top four. Yeah, they go out there and lose the game to Purdue.
3: Good interview. And it should be most deserving, not best, because you don't know who best is. And if you want to go that angle, there's no point in playing the games. No, absolutely. Just, just, just use recruiting rankings. Yeah, that's
0: it. And with the name on the jersey. And power ratings overall. Yes. Yep, that's it. Uh, what we are betting today with In Pocket coming up next.
2: There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
4: Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard hitting episode today, a lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for best documentary feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
2: You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
4: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. Thank you.
0: Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
1: The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game.
3: Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it.
4: I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1.
0: You're up. It's an incredibly busy betting night tonight. I got nothing as of right now. Um, This is, again, look ahead numbers. Patriots have bet 2.5 against the Panthers last week. And this is back in uh, September. Games of the year, I bet the Bills minus six and a half against uh, Jacksonville. Uh, that's now, I think, 14 and a half at some spots. God, <laughs> please let me win that bet. I don't want to lose out on the closing line value on that game. But I have nothing as of tonight. I'll be adding some bets a little bit later on today. What do you have,
3: Paul? That was something, as you pointed out Sunday. You could, If you laid three and a half with the Bengals, sure. Yeah, no good. If you took three with the
0: Vikings, I think at eh, some no point, good. though, at some point, even if you bet the Bengals three and a half, I think you had to come back a little bit yeah, and right. take. Yeah, yes. The, the Jets at plus eleven and a half. Yeah, I don't know if I'll come back and take Jackson at fourteen and a half or not. I haven't decided yet.
3: Yep. All right. Giddy up. Uh, I lean uh, one of the MAC games under Miami of Ohio and Ohio. That moved fifty five down to fifty two. I lean the under there. But let's uh, let's get back on this train, baby. Hop on the bus, Gus. Eight and zero. Go on the first ten. Golden Knights in action again. It's a dollar fifty. They're taking on Toronto. Come on, eight zero. Let's get on a serious, serious run here. It's been the gift that keeps on giving this year and going back, especially with home games since they came into the league. So uh, let's go with that one tonight. Goal in the first 10 with the Knights and the Leafs. In Pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at betrivers.com. The Devils are also 6-1. Goal in the first 10. The Rangers who play the Canucks tonight, 8-1 to the under in the first period. And the Coyotes are playing. Oh boy, they're 0-9 on the season. They lost uh, in a shootout to Buffalo, and then the last two games have been close. But the goalie's been standing on his head. I think the shots were fourteen rip on uh, in the first period against Washington. They lost two nil, two nothing, and then they is that right? Yeah, it's like fourteen nothing to start. Oh my yeah. god, the goalie's been standing on his head, and then they lost uh, Carolina. Carolinas yet? I don't think they've lost. Or was that Boston get them? Who, who is it? One someone still hasn't lost. Carolina or um, that that that? Who's the other team? Uh oh, damn. Florida, Florida, right. There's the other one. Yeah, Uh no, no, f- Bru- no, the Bruins just beat them in overtime. They did? I thought it was. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, they the, don't the have the reg- reg- they don't have a regulation yeah, that's loss. That's yeah. yeah. The Bruins yeah. just
3: got them in overtime. Big company. Yeah. A, a goal late. They were down, and then the uh, Bruins tied it, and then won in a shootout, whatever it was. But yes, uh, Carolina. We were g- these Frederick Anderson numbers, right? I
0: can't believe it. Okay. So what he's doing the ve- this Vesna stuff is wild. I'm looking right now. So I have Anderson at forty to one. You do, yes. All right. Well, you can still get him at thirty right now. Yeah. If you shop around. Also, I, I so I have three guys. I also have from at sixty. He's at forty five, and I have a little bit on uh, Bobrovsky at twenty five. He's still available at twenty five to one. There are some incredible numbers out there right now on the Vesna. Also, we're getting a lot of um, NBA uh, tweets today and emails. Uh, I pay. I, I was looking at the Orlando box score last night. Cole Anthony is having a really good season. And we got an email earlier today, FTM at mm-hmm. saying that uh, he was 65-1 to last night. Uh, the best that he can find, shop around, because you might still actually see that, but this person, Nick, is seen 42-1 to on Cole Anthony. If you want to take some long bombers here. All right. Really really solid start to the season for Cole Anthony. All right. I think the
3: uh, Lakers win in cover tonight as well. They toyed with the Rockets the other night. Uh, Let them back in the game. And uh, I think they can win, name their score tonight. Well, if they get a twenty-nine they point won. lead
0: again <laughs> in the second yeah. half, don't blow the cover.
3: Who wins the Pacific? Suns plus one sixty, Lakers plus one seventy-five, Warriors plus two thirty.
0: I'd say Warriors. uh yes. There, there are some trouble in paradise here with uh, Phoenix. Maybe could be. And the Bulls are plus five fifty. Already down to five fifty
3: to win the Central. Six and one on the season. Big come from behind win in Boston. In Milwaukee three
0: and four, and they got uh, guys banged up. Lou, I, I don't know if I'd bet five fifty, but I also have them twelve to one. I w- if you can find an updated regular season win total, and they haven't adjusted it yet so far, Donovan's really good. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for what he did in his time at OKC. I would take the um, the Rosen was great last night.
3: Yes, he was. I would take the uh, Heat to win the Southeast dollar forty. They're good. They're really good. And Hero, Hero had the off the court issues. Last year, I mean, he's been unbelievable. He's already yeah. down to plus two fifty at Bet Rivers to win six men? man of the year. The other thing, I, I don't know if it's <clears throat> it's probably liability. What do you do with the Heisman now? At Bet Rivers, Walker's plus one fifty. He's five to one at other, other places, plus four fifty. I mean, what do we do with Corral now? Who's been injured and they lost again? Is it going to be
0: RG three? Are they going to give it to a guy who has three losses, I, four losses? I think some people are drawing a line through Corral right now. That might be the wrong so thing to do. Okay, but so
3: we're down to Stroud, Young, or Walker. Is that what it
0: is? I would say so. Yeah, Pickett lost. Uh, I think Ritter yeah. keeps throwing interceptions. You know, Caleb Williams' number his it keeps dropping. Oh, that's crazy. I think I saw like plus four fifty at a book last night. Are, are you? Come on. I'm oh not, my I'm not, God, d- he's three games left. So are we gonna? Here's the thing. <laughs> this has been like this has been like a quarterbacks award for like twenty years. Uh-huh. Are we really gonna go from like the best quarterback from the best team or the quarterback from the best team wins it every single year to? Devontae Smith winning last year as a wide receiver and then a running back winning this year? He did come out. He came heavy push late, though. You were on that. Oh, Devontae. Because was, you had Mac Jones had big. Right, so I was, buying, I was buying some on Devontae Smith as yeah. well. Um, maybe. I mean, but I also think Michigan State can lose a couple of games here. And then what happens to a running back's chances?
3: I, yeah, yeah, Michigan State is
0: losing. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. That is going to happen. By the way, let me... Okay, so some players who could get traded today, and I just right. saw this, um, according, according to sources, the Broncos are trying to make a deal happen. They want, it, they want to uh, bail on Kyle Fuller, cornerback. They want to trade him today. But his name was already out there. Other players who could get dealt. Well, is Deshaun Watson going to move today? I wish we could bet on this stuff. Will this will well. player X get traded? Box ticking. Uh, Deshaun Jackson from the Rams could get dealt. Teams are going to be in like, do do the Titans maybe look at an angle to go wide receiver? You know, because Peterson is going to cost them nothing. It's not like they give up pick. Peterson was with no team, so they just signed him, right? Should Mm -hmm. they maybe go look at a wide receiver to help open up the offense a little bit? Because Julio is never healthy, and AJ Brown started coming come on right now. Maybe that's an angle here. Go add some more offense to the team other than running back. But sure, because you might have to. Brought him out and throwing. Of course. Change how you, change I think how you they play. should probably do that. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one. Um, Evan Ingram for the Giants. He's on the block the way it appears. Doesn't he? I don't like him. You don't like him? No. Don't you think though that the, the Packers should go out and make a move for a tight end now that Tunyon's out for the year? I'm biased. I mean, it goes back to when
3: he was a rookie. He, he came into the league and he had issues right away with drops. And then I think in his first career touchdown, he scored. He got a penalty because he grabbed his crotch. Celebrating the end zone like, and yeah. saying, "This is what we're dealing with here." Yeah. You, you've been in the news. You, you can't catch a cold, and then you finally score and grab your crotch? <laughs> I think the Packers should make a move for him or a tight end. Wow, well, uh, well, this okay. This is now you're onto something here, Mister. I want,
0: I want a right. say in this. Let's go. Finally, come on. The problem Listen is going to me. be. I know what I'm talking about. Right. The problem is going to be with a lot of these teams on the deadline not a lot of these squads have salary cap room. So will teams work it where like Denver, they're paying like almost all of Von Miller's remaining salary this year. So the Rams don't have that money to pay him. So the the Broncos were like, okay, we'll take the two picks yeah, and we're also going to pay his money. Maybe teams, that's, that's a way around it this year. If that's possible, Uh, Brandon cooks, the Texans would be out of their minds, not to say, go, who do you want? Just trade everybody. They're keeping them though. That's, Based on reports. Uh, how, how could you have that approach to the season? How? It should be a fire sale. Get as many picks as possible because you're going nowhere and nowhere fast. Uh, Fletcher Cox, possibly on the move. Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. Yep. Um, Mar- Marlon Mack, running back. And the Raiders could bail on Cleveland Farrell as well. That, that draft pick has worked out well for them. <laughs> uh, don't forget, v as has programming like this live all day long, every single day, including this afternoon. My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonatoni. If you missed the show yesterday, you missed Michael Lombardi joining Stormy to break down the Von Miller trade to the Rams.
1: The trade with Von Miller coming over to the Los Angeles Rams. And, Michael, you tweeted, being honest, Von Miller is not the same Von Miller we have all seen in the past. He might help them for a few games, but then is then and now is now. Tell me how you really feel, Michael Lombardi.
4: Well, I mean, I'm so tired. You know, people hear the name Von Miller, they think they're getting the 2015 version of Von Miller. Like, let's be real honest. I mean, he's not the same player. You know, De- Denver basically took nine million dollars and bought a second and a third round pick. That's what they did.
3: That is true. That yep. point at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is that actually is true.
0: Uh, hey, boy, was he fired up yesterday? He was.
3: Still going after people. He was fantastic.
0: That's my guys in the desert. Stormy Bonitoni. weekdays five to six Eastern, right here on Veasan the Sports Betting Network. Go to vison.com to learn more. About what we do here and the places you can watch us now, but I also think, like you know, Adam Shernoff was saying an hour ago, when you go to that defense now, and mm-hmm. he's clearly he's not the same player, but he did, you know, a couple things here. He did win the AFC Defensive Player of the Month for September, and playing alongside Aaron Donald can just, you know, simply make him better. And it, absolutely, he'll put up numbers.
3: Yes, Miller, Donald, Ramsey have an impact. Good offense, bring the bring the heat. By the way, it's been like the it's been like Ohio State their schedule. This is, and you now you catch. Look, you catch the Titans oh, at know. the perfect. Oh, time I know. I know. With a big injury,
0: yeah. You just got done with the Lions, a really good win on the resume. Texans, a really awful loss. I mean, where they got blown out, and no. then a lot of who did they play? Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, man, just a zillion things to bet on tonight. Good luck with what you're doing. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.
1: Zigazoo has made me zigzag.